Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic Season 2, Episode 21. This week, we're heading back into the park court once again. We're going to Epcot to debate two of the most fan-beloved attractions in the park. Two attractions that really carry you away on a stream of education and fun. And uh, I hope that gave it away because that's right, we are debating Living with the Land versus Grand Fiesta Tour. I know, I know. Wow. Very big, very, this is going to be <laughs> a controversial debate because people are either really hard on one side or really hard on the other. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> and as you've heard, I have uh, two amazing guests. My two lawyers this week are a pair of strong personalities who will stop at nothing for their attraction. And, um, that was just to be dramatic. Uh, <laughs> with me today, defending living with the land is Marcelo. <laughs> and defending Grand Fiesta Tour is Parker. Hi, Hola, listeners. amigos. Ooh, Spanish. <laughs> CCC. That was exciting. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know um, how, how a theme park court episode works, uh, the debate is split up into three categories, and each lawyer will state their case uh, for one category, and then the other will go, and then we'll move on to the next category. After all three categories are discussed, I will make my verdict, because I am the judge. Um, <laughs> and uh, this week's categories are, one, the location of each attraction, two, the ride itself, and three, the quotability of each attraction. Now, normally I would do post-show and pre-show, but pretty much both rides have the same cue, which is nothing. Um, and the same post-show, <laughs> which is nothing. Um, so, <laughs> I couldn't really do that for this one. So, we're going a little bit different with this one. <laughs> but before adapting. we jump in... Yes, we are adapting. Uh, this is science word of the day. <laughs> before we jump into this one, first of all, I want to say thank you, too, for joining me on this episode. Can't wait for the debate. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, clean debate. No hits below the belt, unless you want to. Um, then it's Ooh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> gosh. Oh, gosh. I was so looking forward to just testing the waters today. So, I think we should uh, go okay. ahead and jump right into it. Uh, court is in session. That was me hitting a water bottle because that's my gavel for right now. Um, <laughs> we're going to jump into section one of our debate, the location. So, Marcelo, tell us all about the location of Living with the Lamb. Alrighty, so the location, I mean, first off, we're in Epcot for both of these. That's already amazing as it is. You can't beat that, you know? But it's also the location. So what I like about the land pavilion and living with the land in general is that it's not that far of a walk, you know, from the entrance to Epcot to living with, uh, to the land. Um, so if you're not that much of a walker, if you're lazy like me and can't just get a scooter because you don't want, because you can't, it's not that far away. You can just go. Um, but the location of it, what I do like about it personally is, you know, with living with the land specifically, it is, as I said before, in the land pavilion. There are so many things to do in that general area alone compared to you know, the Grand Fiesta Tour. I mean, yes, there are restaurants and there are restaurants in both places, but with my, um, you know, air, you know, subject that I'm talking about today, there is more of a variety 
of restaurants there um that you can Ooh, get he said well. variety um, and multiple attractions also you have really multiple attractions that. in that one place <laughs> yeah there's all the there's multiple attractions it's not just that there's soren there's also shows also some you know amazing you know videos or movies that you can watch um i know they're shutting down i think what was it the um lion king one i didn't see it um i know me and my roommate passed it when we went there um but not only that the location is it's bright you can see everything with compared to you know the grand fiesta store if you walk in you know you do see you know the a friend died but you walk in it's really dark you can't see anything so you're pos- probably you're gonna look in the front you're probably gonna miss the Grand Fiesta tour and just walk out where in my the living with the land you can see it and you can see everything around you and everything is bright lit up and it's all right there for you to enjoy for half a day. You think half a day in the land I alone? Case, not fully but for that part. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I did. The land is a really fun <laughs> pavilion. <laughs> Wait you rest your whole case? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> Not my whole case. That's why I said no, just for this section. Don't get too. Oh, that was fantastic. Now, Parker, your rebuttal. Tell us all about the location for the Grand Fiesta Tour. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Grand Fiesta Tour is also located in Epcot, as Marcelo mentioned earlier. And again, can't go wrong with that. Amazing park, beautiful. We we love her. No, we we. So it's located in the Mexico Pavilion, which is a beautiful pavilion. Most of it is inside, which makes it really unique compared to some of the other uh, World Showcase locations. So you have a little bit of an outside area, but of course the crown jewel is that beautiful Mayan pyramid, which if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure uh, that pavilion is where Joe Rohde got his start. I didn't quite fact check that, but I believe I've heard that somewhere. So a bit of Imagineer history right there. (laughs) <laughs> but anyways, inside, there are quite a few things. I mean, there's the museum when you walk in, displaying a whole bunch of things about Mexico's culture and history. And then, admittedly, it is a little bit harder to find if you don't know what you're looking for. But keep going. Just do it. It's worth it. You enter this beautiful scene. You're in this <laughs> Mesoamerican area at night. You had the shops on the side with these beautiful facades. There's restaurants. And then you had this nice little river towards the back in front of another pyramid. I don't know why they did that. There's a pyramid inside a pyramid. It's like those Russian dolls, but Mexican. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and at the back, there's this beautiful screen showing a background with the volcano, which apparently does erupt periodically. I didn't know this. It does. I thought it I've just smoked. It. Yeah, but I saw a POV and I've it was erupting, it. and I'm like, oh, really? You do that now. So cool. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it's just the more you know. It really transports you into this little Mexican village. It's just beautiful setting overall. And it's also right beside the San Angeles Restaurante, or San Angeles Inn Restaurante. It's right on that. Um, yeah, it's right beside the uh, channel for the ride, the Mm -hmm. little chute where the water goes. So it's like you're on the edge of a lake or a river. It's a really great setting, really great Mm -hmm. setup. It's kind of like, kind of like Epcot's call to uh, the Louisiana Bayou restaurant over at Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. We couldn't have that, so we had this instead. And you know what? It's just as beautiful in my personal opinion. Exactly. 
Well, that was fantastic. Thank you. There is something that you both said that I just think is funny. Because after, like, I, I really thought about it, these rides are so extremely similar. Um, and something I just think is interesting is mm-hmm. that they both have a restaurant somehow attached to them. Whereas <laughs> the restaurant for Grand Fiesta Tour is, like, right there beside the ride where you can watch the ride. And then yeah. Living with the Land is up above Living with the Land. But it's, right. it's Garden Grill rotating around so you can see into the ride. And I was like... Mm. Okay, boat rides, both with restaurants. And seasons, too. Okay, confusion. <laughs> if, if you get ride and die, exactly. you know, you get off the ride, there you go. I mean, it's right there. Exactly. You don't have to run anywhere. <laughs> run for, like, a, you know, a reservation. It's just there. Are we standing both of them? We stand her. Yes, we are. Wow. But mostly okay. Grand Fiesta. Ooh! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I mean, okay. Good idea. Keep going, we'll find out. Section two, we're talking about the ride (laughs) slash attraction itself. So, Marcelo, tell us about living with the land and all it has to offer as a ride. Yes. So, living with the land immediately. Of course, the queue is like um, Scott said earlier. The queue. I mean, it's there. It's very fast. what I like about you know the ride in general is that it does have a very low wait time. I, I know from experience, like from when I was there, it was. Um, I think we made we waited like maybe 15 minutes to get on, maybe not even that. Um, but as soon as you get on, and, and as soon as you start going, you immediately get immersed into the rainforest um, type area. And if you are a person who loves to relax, loves the sound of nature and rain and thunder, you are gonna love this <laughs> ride. Yes, Scott will fall asleep as soon as you hear thunder rumbling and the water from the sky hitting the ground. He's gone. Um, but if you are very, if you like relaxing, I mean, of course, it's, nowadays it's very hard to do. Um, not a lot of people will know how to do that. Um, but if you are a person into ASMR, um, this is a really good, you know, entry as soon as you are in, you're immersed in everything. Also in this area with the ride, you are immediately like, as soon as you go through that area, the voice starts talking about, you know, what, you know, cause uh, how do I say it? Like, you know, it is somewhat damaged. So like there's trees that are falling over. Um, and it just shows that how every little thing that nature, even the most destructive part of nature can help you know, the area that it's around, you know, like a fallen tree, for example, it teaches you that it could be a home for animals and so on and so forth. And how it's just very educational when it comes to teaching you how, not how weather works, but how it affects the area that it's around. Um, I love the entire time you are being educated from beginning to end from this entire ride. Where Grand Fiesta, you're just helping. I mean, it's great but you're helping someone find another person or thing. And, you know, Ooh, you're learning expanding. here. Your mind is expanding. Um, whatever parts expanding, you're learning things that you didn't even know. Like for me, when I went on it, when I was 22, I learned what I said earlier about, you know, nature destruction. It helps nature out, cool, cool. Um, but with the ride as well, um, also going into the different types of fruits that they grow there at Disney World. Um, I didn't know that, you know, Epcot in the land, they offer a um, a tour. Um, Behind the it's called, called Seeds. Behind the Seeds, yes. Uh, 
something behind the scenes yes behind the scenes which i thought was really clever um but that's even that's so inexpensive to even do i think it's 20 for kids oh 25 for adults um someone correct in the comments if you guys hear this uh if someone fact checked that that's where i saw um, earlier today um but you can go and behind the scenes and see what they do you know when it comes to growing the food growing vegetables different types of flowers from around the globe not just the country um or anywhere near um and just education has a really big huge part of this ride and it's just a really great ride to wind down with um if no one knows a lot of the food that is actually grown in this air quote area um and also the fishies unfortunately they are you know, this is where Disney gets their food from. You know, they grow it all in house, which is very, very nice um, as well. And it just shows how, yes, you know, agriculture. Yeah. I want to say agriculture, that's correct. I don't know. I, okay, agriculture is, you know, throughout time and history and how us as a community, as a globe, as, you know, as a human race, what we can do to make it better for our earth, but also as well just to, just to educate us in some type of way to just make it a better place to live. Um, and I really do like about that. So if you're, if you're a person that's wanting to relax, enjoy some good education and some sounds as well. There's a lot of nature sounds in there and animal sounds. That was fantastic. Um, this a couple is the ride for you, 100%. There, just to maybe help your argument out a little bit. Um, not only is there the rainforest scene, there's also the living uh, desert, yeah. there's the desert scene and the lovely farmhouse scene with the chickens and the dogs. Um, yep. And plus, you get to go through the greenhouse and the aqua farms, and um, you also get to see Tomato Girl, which I think is a big plus because Moody Tomato Girl is my life. Amazing. It is kind of cool yeah. how they combine these show scenes and animatronics mm-hmm. with an actual working laboratory. So I will give it that. <laughs> yeah, science can be cool. Like, if you get to make a ride out of the moon, but like, yep. whatever. <laughs> oh no but that was th- fantastic thank you <laughs> okay now moving over to Parker Parker tell us all about Grand Fiesta Tour alright so uh, the opening part of the tour um, well actually let's back it up let's go to the queue um, it's kind of off um, in the back of the pavilion it's got this nice little archway and you just go in and like living with the land it's not anything too special there's a couple posters of the three caballeros Donald, Panchito, and Jose. And you kind of get the gist that they're preparing for this world tour and they're making a stop in Mexico. So then you hop onto your boat and you begin your journey. So the first little part just goes beside the restaurant and beside the temple and the volcano and everything. And it's also very relaxing, but unlike living with the land, not in the way that puts you to sleep. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> so yeah you get a nice um gentler part of the experience a little cruise if you will and then you make your way towards this tunnel kind of thing towards uh the one side and you start hearing this music it's upbeat it's happy it's fun and it just draws you in further and further into the attraction then you enter this tunnel it's kind of like a little hallway there's some really nice murals on the side um some really nice traditional art and then at the very end you see this screen and you see two of the three caballeros 
Panchito and Jose. They come on. They welcome you. I was seeing, actually, I was watching POV earlier. It was so cute. There's this little girl who just yelled out their names as they came on. Mm. It's the most adorable thing ever. That's too cute. <laughs> it's like, Panchito, Jose! <laughs> but anyways, they're saying, hey, it's uh, time for the show. That's not exactly what they say, but that's the gist. But then they realize, oh no, Donald is missing. He has gone astray, yeah. and it's almost showtime. So then you enter the main thing of the attraction, um, and that is a bunch of screens. Um, and I say screens, but they are really well framed. They got some really nice architectural motifs, a bit of props all around. So it's not like, oh, it's a TV screen. It's pretty well immersed, but these screens are showing- They didn't um, fully pull a universal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, on these screens, you can see different locations around Mexico, some monuments, some uh, different buildings, just famous places and locations. And all throughout, there's these really cool animated sequences of Donald going off, doing his own thing. He's just taking in all the touristy things in Mexico. He's enjoying the culture, enjoying all the fun stuff. And meanwhile, Enjoy Jose... the ladies. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jose and Panchito are in a hot pursuit, and I believe they're on something. It's a flying serape? Yes, I'm sorry serape. if I butchered that word. Okay. So it's basically a flying poncho, from what I can tell. Anyways, they're flying around. There's all these cartoony stuff going on there. Um, and yeah, um, after that first little section, you're entering what I call Small World 2.0. It's got the same kind of dolls and they're dancing around. So it's very much like a Mexican small world, but it's really cute and you don't have the annoying song all the way through. So you get a bit of a break from that. Ooh, is it annoying? <laughs> but yeah, you have Yeah. You have all these characters and <laughs> it kind of um it kind of reminds me, like, some of the scenes, it kind of looks like something out of Coco, and I know there's been some rumors that this ride might get a Coco overhaul, so I can definitely see it in some of these areas. Yeah, I can see it, too. Um, I will say, this part is probably my favorite part of the attraction, just because there's so much to take in. I especially love the skeletons, who are a band, and for some reason, that's just everything to me. Yes! <laughs> Um, there's also, this section, I believe, is also where you find the Donald pinata. It is. Just the <laughs> best thing ever. <laughs> they just said, yeah, we're just going to get him. And then there's this girl with, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I'm just going to be honest, but it's smoking and it always concerns me. Yeah, I'm thinking it's some mm -hmm. sort of, like, incense. Some sort of traditional incense, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I feel like it's something like that, but it's always smoking and it always worries me. <laughs> like, I know it's supposed to do that, but I'm still scared. <laughs> yeah, you keep going and then you enter more of those um, screen areas. It's Again, it's showing more of different places around Mexico. It's basically, basically a travel agent commercial. It's like saying, here, come here to all these different places and just come and enjoy the Mexican culture and yeah, be like Donald. Just enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Immerse yourself. Um, and then finally, you get to the last scene. And that's this huge little party that's going on. You're floating into Mexico City. Iconic. Yes. Panchito and Jose finally grab hold of Donald, who is very reluctant because 
Donald wants to go with the ladies, but no, unfortunately for him, it is showtime. And you enter the the last scene with the animatronics of all three caballeros, and they're singing their song, they're doing their show, there's fireworks over top, and then that's the end. You turn this corner, there's this map, which I believe is straight from the three caballeros movie, like I think it's the same style, but it shows you different locations, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I love both attractions very much and um i know i know we still have part three to get to but like i just want to say i just know this is going to be very difficult for me because i love Mm -hmm. living with the land and grand Pacific tour honestly probably equally which is a little crazy um (laughs) but i (laughs) they just make me so happy and i'm just a sucker for a boat ride too so uh you know we'll see how this turns out (laughs) Okay, and now let's head into section three of our debate, the quotability of each attraction. So Marcelo, tell us all about the quotability of living with the land. Yeah, so like again, like I said, I think I kind of dipped into that, this section kind of into my last one. But I mean, with the quotability, God, I can't talk today. Jesus. Um, (laughs) um, You know, living with the land is... Just more like the quotability of it is more of educational. Um, there's not really much, you know, saying in a little bit other than like what the, each section is and, you know, how to what goes on and um, different type of areas and how temperature works there and weather as well and how it affects the surrounding areas of it. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's just the whole thing of it is just very much educational. So there's not a much not a lot of quotable things that I remember from the two times I've been on. Um, but no, yeah, there's, there's there's not that much with that one. It's just more of an educational on how to teach you and how to, you know, how things work around the earth and how food works and the temperatures in different areas and weather as well, how it affects that. And also what you I can do to your part. would almost how to disagree make with you. I know as a judge I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Ooh. I feel like there's a lot to what? pull from. Really? Mm. Right, right, right. And, this I is all from my personal experience, so this is all like yours. Um, such as, only then we can truly be living with the land. And also... Iconic. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> not really not really a quote, but the music That's itself. That's true, that is one. That is true. Amazing. Um, and I, I, I quote that pretty frequently. <laughs> I honestly forgot that part. I forgot that. And also, I forgot the one there was music the part in that part. Just this lady who oh, well, takes I mean, over as the um, voiceover and then she never shows up again. And she just goes, uh, in, you know, here at Epcot, we're learning how to um, <laughs> fight against the things, fight against uh, insects without using uh, insects. In, pesticides uh, like using aphids and grasshoppers and wasps <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh I know that sounds crazy or sorry I know they're using ladybugs to get the aphids but like all that stuff sounds kind of scary to me <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah so that's just how I feel uh, with that but I feel like it's a pretty quotable attraction at, at um, some points but thank you for that um, now Parker let's head over to you Parker what about the quotability of the Grand Fiesta Tour? Well, a lot of it is kind of all over the place. Like, you know, like I said, you're basically 
following Jose and Panchito as they're chasing Donald all through these different important monuments. But there are a couple moments. One that I really love is the scene where Panchito and Jose, they're on their magic serape. And uh, they basically say, hey, excuse me, have you seen a duck? And the waiter opens his lid and it's a roast duck. And they're like, ay, 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 wrong duck. And then they fly away. I just find that so funny. It's I would, great. I, that, that's one of my favorite parts of the entire track. Always <laughs> laugh. Uh, and then um, music. I mean, you have the main theme playing basically throughout the entire attraction. And then at the end with the concert, you get the song and it's very catchy and you can sing along to it. But unlike It's a Small World, it's not going to annoy the crap out of you. It's just an all-around fun, enjoyable, uplifting song. It's a great way to end it off, too. Yes. <laughs> With three caballeros, three caballeros, they say we are birds of a feather. <laughs> <laughs> Love that song. Live for that song. Uh, no, but thank you for that. I think that um, about does it for our three sections. I know it sounds crazy, you guys, but like for for debate for these, it's almost really difficult to debate because other than the full like concept of the ride itself, um, there's not a lot to pull from. There's not a pre-show, there's not a post-show. Um, there is quotes, there's quotability, but not as much as would say, you know, like Country Bears or Haunted Mansion or something of the like. It's very... That this is a hard debate, so I had to bring in two strong, two strong uh, lawyers for this. And um, with that all being said, I have to come up with a verdict. Ooh, the suspense is real. It's it, it is very real. <laughs> I, I I am having a difficult time, um, but honestly, I think I'm going to have to give this one. This is difficult because I love both rides so much, <laughs> <laughs> and with them both being so, being so similar, <laughs> I mean they're very different, but like they're also very similar in ways, and it's. Mm, I think for this, for this one, I think just for the amount of diversity the attraction has throughout the entire ride, I'm gonna have to give it to living with the land. Uh. I have to, I have to. (laughs) Although, although I feel the arguments, although I feel the arguments were very well thought out for Grand Fiesta Tour, I think living with the land gets it with the dioramas and the lab and live animals and electronic animals <laughs> it's a science class on a boat um if you could turn your your biology class your your science class in uh, elementary school into an attraction that's what living with the land is and honestly i think it's a lot of fun <laughs> so yes i'm gonna have to give it to living with the land so living with the land is our winner of this theme park court episode <laughs> you know what? I'm not even mad about it. It's a great attraction. <laughs> I I totally agree. <laughs> I and... love it. I love both of them. <laughs> They're so good. They're just like honestly, this is one of those really difficult debates. Um, not only for like 
how you have to kind of debate with these attractions. But also, they're just both, like, if you're a Disney fan, especially a Disney Parks fan, you're really going to love these attractions. Like, it's almost always a guarantee that Disney Parks fans love these attractions. Grand Fiesta Store can be a little more iffy. Some people really don't like it for the screens, but a lot of but a lot of people just really enjoy it just because it's a fun, relaxing boat ride. Um, it's it, this, this was a difficult debate, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I had to bring in my two strongest um, lawyers, like I said before. But, before we go, um, it's time for plugs. So, Parker, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, so um, my main thing is Adventures with Parker, which you can find on YouTube. It is your place for all things related to theme parks, travel, and local attractions. Um, Typically, I do, like, vlogs and stuff, but lately I've been doing a lot more discussion pieces and news just because, obviously, I can't get anywhere with the pandemic. But, yeah, you can find me there. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at ADVParker. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you enjoy theme parks or theme park content or just like travel content in general, Parker is the channel to go to. He is amazing. He is one of my, not only as a friend, like, but we, I watched his stuff before we were friends. Um, <laughs> and his, uh, his, his, his content and his channel is so good. And he puts so much work into it. So I, I genuinely... And telling you right now, you need to go subscribe. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and then for Marcelo, because he did unfortunately get disconnected from us because, you know, technical issues. That's what happens here on Dyslexic. It's a pretty common thing, but it's also a pretty common thing on all of their podcasts that use what we use. But I'm not going to say that because, you know, <laughs> let's, not, let's not bash the equipment. Let's be nice so that it's nice to us. <laughs> but for Marcelo you can follow him on Instagram at Glam Prince Makeup and on Twitter at Glam Prince Um, for Twitter um, it is uh, one word no spaces and on Instagram there is spaces between each one he also has a YouTube channel which is Glam Prince Makeup that you can follow he is always making some kind of new content or just being goofy and showing our life together for because for those of you who don't know Marcelo is actually my boyfriend and we live together and uh, so he's always showing off crazy stuff so go follow him on all those social medias and then as for me you guys can follow me on Instagram at dyslexic96 you can follow me on Twitter at dyslexic or look up scott021 um, which I totally reversed that in the normal whatever and then you can follow me on TikTok at dyslexic uh, now thank you all for coming back for another episode of Dyslexic. It means the world to me. I love doing the show so much. Um, and that's just a little add-in. But that's going to do it for us for another Theme Park Court episode. If you like this episode, you can check out all of Season 1 and 2 of Dyslexic and Season 1 of Ultimate Imagineer on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you really, really like this episode, then you can share the show with your family and friends and give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform, which I would greatly appreciate. Uh, Thank you all once again for joining us. Make sure you're washing your hands, wear your mask, and social distance. And I'm not kidding. Put the dang mask on. I don't care what you think. Put it on. Do it. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live. Everybody's trying to live. Just put it on. Put your mask on. So that we can get back to normal and I can go back to theme parks. <laughs> I want to be able to go to the store without a mask. Put it on. Retweet. <laughs> Period. 
Uh, and with all that being said, have an amazing week, an amazing night, an amazing year, all that. And don't forget, only then we can truly be living with the land. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Adios. <laughs>